You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. Come, come get IGN All right, here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week, Justin Davis, Scoop. Jared Petty, Scoop. Brian Altano. Rap. <laughs> so you're more distinguished. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to mature. These days. Just get old. <laughs> a single brap. Uh, we got a great show for you this week. First of all, a little housekeeping. I know a lot of people. Listen to this show. A lot of people watch this show on IGN, YouTube. As a quick reminder, another place you can watch this show is on our apps, on our PS4, the IGN PS4 app and the IGN Xbox One app. That's a really nice way to watch the show. On your couch, Game Scoop and Chill is what the kids say. Yeah, Ooh, yeah definitely. Generally these days. That we're is... on the couch, they're on the couch. Yeah. I think we're on, are we also on Roku? Yeah, well, for, I think for, Roku and Apple TV. For people yeah. still running those? Yeah. There's a, I'll tell you, there's this term that people use in the San Francisco Bay Area called dog fooding. Ooh. You guys aware of this? No. No, what is this? And it's if, if you work for a startup or work for a company that's making some product that you're supposed to use, like if you work for you know, Google, you should only use Google products. Don't use you know, Microsoft Excel so you can really get a feel for, like if you're not using your own product, mm. then yeah. maybe your product's not up to snuff. And I'll tell you, the IGN PS4 app, even if I didn't work here or whatever, like it's easy, yeah. totally rad. But That's a very cool way you to watch play it. play and you lean back and everything's just So right is there. that like you should eat your dog's food before your dog eats it so you yeah. know what's good dog food? I think it's just the phrase is like like drinking the Kool-Aid, like eating the dog food is like a similar, I don't know, maybe I'm making that up. I, I actually I don't would, know where the phrase comes from. Yeah. You know what it means, but you don't know why it means right. that. Because yeah. I understood everything you said except for that part. I would much rather have Kool-Aid. Yeah. Than dog food. So yeah. I totally do the uh, like the IGN PS4 app's great. If people haven't downloaded it, yeah. they should. Quick Eat reminder. the dog food. Dog fooding just sounds dirty. Eat it. Or, 
All right, this week we're going to talk about a little more about Mass Effect Andromeda. We're going to talk about bad games we spent way too much time on. Oh, goodness but first of all, Fable Legends is a video game that's not coming out anymore. <laughs> what was that? Let's just move past it. There was a weird flo thing floating by me. Like Mr. Miyagi did. You legally yeah, have like, to make a wish. Did you see it? I No, I thought you were reaching up and pulling down a star. I didn't know what was going on. All right. Anyway, Fable Legends. Yeah. Canceled. Yeah. Uh, the developer, Lionhead, also probably canceled. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very sad. Uh, we have an email from <clears throat> Mike in Syracuse. Now, Fable used to be a top tier like Xbox yes. yeah, franchise. Totally. Yeah, for sure. Uh, people really liked Fable 1. People really, really liked Fable 2. Yep. Still kind of like Fable 3, but we never got that Fable 4. We've gotten these like, uh, what was the Connect one? Fable oh, The Journey. Geez. Yes. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. And then that Fable Legends was going to be a free-to-play cooperative yeah. Uh, yeah. RPG. So we never really got the next Fable game that people wanted. But Mike in Syracuse writes us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like you can. It says, with the recent announcement from Microsoft that Fable Legends has been canceled and Lionhead will be closed, I was wondering what other tentpole franchises first party or otherwise, like Ooh. Fable, have been mismanaged to the point of bringing down the development Ooh. studio. Oh my goodness. Are there many, and I'm just not thinking of them, or is this a rarity? I mean, it almost happened with Mortal Kombat, and it's a famous example of a franchise coming back from the brink. Like, it got very, very bad, uh, you know, critically panned, not very commercially successful, and then uh, NetherRealm sort of mm -hmm. took over the rights to it with uh, Ed Boon, and they sort of nursed the franchise back to health, and now it's bigger than ever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The first thing that popped into my head are all the uh, Konami franchises that have just sort of wilted on the vine. Yeah, there was never like this example. apocalyptic explosion, but you think yeah. about things like Silent Hill or... Yeah, we were talking about or, Silent Hill before Suikoden. Yeah, Suikoden or, uh, or even Metal Gear, for that matter. Right. I mean, we're not sure that Metal Gear games are gone, but Kojima's you know, involvement in his own franchise is, is yes. just kind of spectacularly yeah. just you know, grease-fired there at yeah. the end. Same the goes with Castlevania. Yeah. Oh. The interesting oh, yeah. thing about Konami is that a lot of people don't realize that the, Konami is this huge company and then this video games, as we think of them, are this little thing over here. Yeah. And they also have this yeah. giant pachinko business. And, and they're like, like real estate. Yeah, they're a huge, huge company outside of video games. And when they see Metal Gear Solid V was a massive success, but also hugely expensive. Yep. Yeah. They're kind of like, why Why are we doing this? Why are we in this business? So, And I think that's what happened with this Fable game is that somebody high up came in and said, this has been in development for you know, four years, almost five years, yeah. and uh, there's no way we could possibly make that money back. Yeah. And you, Justin, you and I were talking. Game. Yeah, for, especially there. But you and I were talking about the the Last Guardian the other day. Yeah. We were having a meeting about Ooh. it because that's what we do at our jobs. We have a meeting about the Last Guardian, and we talked about how there's pretty much no way that a, a com that company can make that money back at this point. Yeah. I mean, it just can't happen. So mm -hmm. uh, you, you're ultimately launching a game at a loss, and I guess at that point you're just doing it for. Well, yeah. you're trying to cut your losses at that yeah. point. Let's yeah. say, you know, if, if you don't think you're going to be able to make your money back, yeah, it's least, still better to lose something. Yeah. yeah, lose a little money instead of a lot of well, money. Well, that's a really dangerous way to think about it. There's this uh, you know, uh, term in business called the sunk cost fallacy, which is uh, once, like, well, we've already put in $10 million, so we might as well just put in you know, another yep. five or eight to get it out the door and get it to the point you know, where we can recoup some of that cost. But but you need to forget about like forget about what you've spent before. Like you need to be thinking about what you're going to continue to put right. in, and that's mm -hmm. what someone at Microsoft did, and eventually just said, "Nah, we can't, we can't justify putting in you know the additional time." And that right. that same ideology applies to time as well. Yeah. Uh, for people 
if you're in college and some dead end major and you're just yeah. like, oh, I've been here for three years, I might as well finish that's strong. Totally, well, maybe you shouldn't. You know, it's also because that's what people don't think about is. Uh, not only are you spending that money, but it's what are you not spending it on? Yes. Yeah. Like whatever money they were gonna take to finish Fable Legends, they can presumably spend on something else right now instead, mm -hmm. you know, that they think has more potential. And then yeah. there's um, the powerful tax incentive of being able to write certain <laughs> things off as a loss and say, you know what? Well, well, we'll lose less just by saying, whoops, we put something into this, we never got anything out of it. Yeah. That's all business expense we can just write off. Yeah, it is, and, it is and a then bummer. there's dog fooding. There's, there's dog fooding. I've seen, I've seen a lot of people being really critical of Microsoft, and I get it. Like, I loved Lionhead, and I actually thought this fable, um, when people played it, it was kind of shaky, but I thought it was like a cool idea. And they've canceled, they sort of are developing this reputation for canceling projects now that people are really pumped about. Phantom Dust. Like Phantom Dust. Yeah. Um, I think that's completely valid. Like, I wanted Phantom Dust 2, I want another Fable. But the flip side is, like, I, I don't know, they canceled it because it wasn't good, right? Mm -hmm. Like, things don't get canceled they that think are, are, awesome. Gonna, that are, that are awesome. Like, it just doesn't happen. So. Very rarely, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, unless there's, like, extenuating circumstances. So it's like, that's the flip side of, like, I kind of see it as good news. Like, hey, they're stopping us from spending a bunch of time and money and energy mm -hmm. on this thing that they didn't believe in. I think it's like when you take... When you take this studio, and you couple it with uh, w sort of Rare's squandered yeah. potential, you look at the Xbox and you go, well, okay, so this thing is doing like shooters really well, and it's got great third-party stuff, and it's got a lot of good first-party stuff, too. But in terms of that sort of like, kind of more like mythical fantasy adventure type stuff, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of that's kind of been pushed aside. And even like, you, we saw uh, that, that shot of the newly redesigned Conquer. Oh, being man. used in that demo. It's young Conquer, right? Yeah, I, I, which is weird because it implies that at some point, and it's probably when his alcoholism started, <laughs> his body completely changed <laughs> shape. But from, um, from a purely sympathetic perspective, I, I do feel bad for the people who are working oh, yeah. there. Because yeah, sure. you know, yeah. it's a hard enough industry to make a living in anyway. These are, a lot of these are very talented, hardworking human beings who put years of their lives into something, and now some of them may end up having to look for jobs. Well, it's like it's like the Death Star shooting down Alderaan. You know, like there is a world here that just now no longer exists. Alderaan was canceled. It was canceled. <laughs> that was that's a very nice way of putting it. Uh, but like these people for for four years were working on were, were designing trees and steps and and walls and characters and scripts and and voices and like a narrative and they were calling up their loved ones and being like I got to work late tonight because I'm designing this awesome rock. Like yeah. they were yeah. building a world and then it just goes away. It just disappears. Like we never, we'll never get to see. Uh, I mean, maybe twenty years from now, yeah. somebody will leak some zip file that has a whole, a whole bunch of things on it. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you wonder about these lost projects. I was just uh, reading a thing about uh, Gears Four and uh, working on, you know, and everything we know for that. And the Coalition, before they were the Coalition, when they were Black Tusk, they were working on a game. They've been working on it for a long time, and that intellectual property we will likely never see or know what it is. Yep. Two years of their lives before they switched over to Gears, they were working on something else, and everybody there, in order to get Gears, had to be willing to say, well, the last two years of hard work and overtime, sorry. That's, and for them, it was probably a good call business-wise, but still, you, you, you know, that's yeah, just... Yeah, uh, and that's actually, it's an interesting scenario there, because they were probably working on proof of concepts that made it into their next project, mm -hmm. but with this, like, you're not promised tomorrow. You know, like, yeah. we don't know what's happening. I remember when we first saw Resident Evil 4, right? And, like, Leon's fighting ghosts in a spooky mansion. And, like, yeah. they pulled all that stuff out. Uh, there was also um, the, that new Star Fox game that's the, starring Slippy and his uncle. Grippy. Grippy. Started as a tech demo that was at E3 two years ago yeah. that was about, like, security cameras and stuff like that. So all that stuff, like, Nintendo has a pretty good way of taking their proof of concepts and folding them into games. Yeah. Um, but something like this is just Yeah, it's gone. just gone. 
it's super just weird. It's unusual. The unusual thing about Fable Legends is, by all accounts, that game was very far along. Like, it's not like it was some early project that just wasn't coming together the way they wanted. Like, people have been playing what seemed like near final versions of this for a long time. What I suspect, it's all speculation, but just it almost has to have happened this way, where they had some milestone meeting. And they're like, holy crap, guys. Like, we need way more time than we expected to finish this up. It's not coming together the way that we wanted. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that must have been what happened. And finally, someone just pulled the plug. Mm-hmm. But it's very unusual for something to be that far along and then not, not you know, mm-hmm. make its way to completion. Didn't happen with Dead Island 2? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well so that, what happened like officially there... officially but they said, we're, we're stopping development for now. Their publisher pulled yeah, out moving, of funding. because it to yeah. a new developer. Yeah. 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 I like what Brian said about Nintendo. They'll find ways to fold things in. If you look at that leaked version of Star Fox 2, uh, a lot of the stuff that ended up in Star Fox Command, you know, 15 years later, or 10 years later, probably, yeah. is drawn out of that old game. So yeah. sometimes this stuff does bubble back up if the organization sur- survives. Sadly, if Lionhead goes away... Bubble bubble back up. Yeah, uh, and I mean, bubble, so bubble, I, bubble, I guess it, always, it's, it sort of begs the question of, like, is it better to just put out a game that almost destroys a franchise or just cancel it entirely. Like, look at something like, I mean, completely different genre, but you look at the Fantastic Four movie, yeah. which was, like, clearly the one from last year, mm-hmm. which was clearly, like, cobbled together at the last minute using parts and reshoots and uh, people switching uh, kind of roles and, and, and designs midstream. And by the end, like, it, the 90% of the movie is just build up to something that happens in four minutes and then just ends, and there's mm-hmm. a cliffhanger, and you're like, what? And that probably killed that franchise for five, ten years, maybe. If yeah. we don't know when yeah. we'll see it again, so. maybe that's maybe that's what Microsoft's thinking is uh, they'll you know they'll we'll see Fable Five will be at E three in two years mm-hmm. and it'll be you know another third person action RPG and everybody will be so hyped. You yeah, know, like you mentioned Rare a little bit ago. Uh, although that studio is still around, I think a franchise that has been mismanaged was Perfect Dark. Oh. Yeah, is that weird? Started out so strongly and then. There was Perfect Dark Zero, which was pretty weak, and then that was it. You look at yeah. you look at Goldeneye and Perfect Dark as the definitive console shooters of their time, and moving over the, those properties, or at least the Perfect Dark property, to the Xbox, which was yeah. seen as a or the Xbox 360, which was yeah. seen as the like the new home for shooters. And like, what happened? We got Perfect Dark Zero, which has not aged very well, uh, and is was never. Never really. It, it was never that with. great. Yeah, yeah. and then that's it, and nothing. Yeah. You know, it's very uh, odd. I mean, the, the Activision is a company famous for this by annualizing mm-hmm. Tony Hawk, and uh, and it, well, it, but the thing is, it didn't usually blow up the developers. Although NeverSoft, you know, kind of blew up. Uh, and uh, Rock Band, Guitar Hero, yeah. um, just releasing things every single year and grinding them into the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not happened with Skylanders yet, but like I think I remember reading that the new one didn't sell quite as well as the last one for the first time, so it's like maybe it reached its peak. So. Yeah, and that's that's an interesting game too because I feel like that's that's the kind of game that the target audience will grow out of and a new target audience will grow into. Like mm. I mean, well, they maybe. they have a lot more fierce competition with like Nintendo and other people now. Sure, so yeah, yeah. we'll see. You guys remember Ensemble Studios? Oh yeah, yeah. Age they of made Empires. Age of Empires. Right. And they made Age of Empires games for ten years, and then Microsoft put them on Halo Wars. And then immediately after Halo Wars yeah. was out, Microsoft shut down Ensemble. Yeah, it's just cool. Very Which, sad. Yeah, I don't think they mismanaged anything there. I think Halo Wars is a good game, and we're even getting a sequel. But that's a strange scenario. Yeah, it does. It sounds like we're building this like kind of massive anti-Microsoft narrative here. I think a lot of these are sort of coincidental, but yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, who yeah. knows? I mean, it's different leadership, you know, from ten years ago to today. Sure. 
And you remember Silicon Knights? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a great example. The game that did it to them, I think, was uh, X-Men Destiny. Yeah. Ooh. Do you remember that one? That, that and Two Human being the one-two punches of games. Yeah, so just Two Human came out yeah. and was just not great. It was not great. But there was supposed to be a sequel for that one, but they made X-Men Destiny for Activision, I think? Yeah. And it was just it was a, such a disaster of a game and got terrible, terrible reviews, and, and that was two, their last Two game. Human's actually a good, a good one to bring up going with what we were saying before, because that's a game that was in development since the Nintendo 64, yeah. and they're probably like, we have all these great old ideas. And by the time they brought them out, they didn't, you know, and it just didn't work out. So, yeah, that was that was tough to watch. And I think the Canadian government had to get involved, and like there were massive layoffs and studio departures. And Yeah, yeah, that was a big deal. Yeah. Something like Kingdoms of Amalur never even had a chance to become a franchise. Right. Yeah, goodness. Yeah, that was a... Kurt Schilling's thing, right? Yeah, that was a yeah. fascinating story. Uh, finally, LucasArts. Oh, good one. Oh, It's just, you know, they, they were uh, back in the heyday of point-and-click adventures, and then... Mm-hmm. They just kept making great stuff, and I but mean, then they were not making great stuff. Yeah. Remember when they made that game Fracture? Well, yeah, yeah. that was a Lucas Arts game. Yep. Well, they made Fracture, but they also made Grim Fandango. There's, you know, I mean, sure. So you I mean, you gotta, but it'd been yeah, you're right though. It'd been, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fairly sure that probably once a year for the next ten years, we're going to hear about another one of their canceled Star Wars projects, like something yeah. that was twenty five percent, fifty percent done, or like just a design doc that just never came to life. Yeah, that was a hard loss. Yeah. yeah. We have another email on Fable from Doug. Uh, Doug says, with news that Fable Legends has been canceled and developer Lionhead shut down, does that mean hope for a full-fledged Fable sequel is gone? I was really excited to play a Fable game on this console generation. Yeah, I, I hope mean, so. nothing has been announced. I hope there's Not- still hope. Either way, I, Fable 2 is so good. Yeah. I, I think there's absolutely hope. The, the brand still has plenty of panache. Uh, people remember Fable 2 really fondly. Uh, even Fable 3, people tend to be apologists for because there was a lot to like in that game. It was short, and in in, in there were some strange design decisions, but it was also very creative. Um, yeah, I, I think that it makes sense. The IP still got lots of value, and as long as they don't screw up the next one, they're going to be fine. You know what I want? I want another Fable pub games. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. That yeah. Was, was that an XBLA game? Well, it started, so they did an interesting <coughs> thing where they released Fable Pub Games as an XBLA game before Fable 2 came out. And then when Fable 2 came out, it was just a part of Fable 2. Like, there were these right, games yeah. you could play in the pub. And I spent as much time with that as I probably did with Fable 2 itself. They were yeah. really good. I think uh, whatever whatever legacy this, this franchise has, the chance of surviving this generation is more to how long will this generation even go? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. If there's three or four years left with these consoles, then maybe. But uh, the question is, like, who, like, with Lionhead being closed, who would make it? Who makes it, yeah. Eh, they'll, they'll find somebody. Microsoft Studio, yeah. Just yeah. find someone. They'll find somebody. Ten guys, right there, yeah. on the street. Help wanted. Ten Help people. Wanted. Yeah. <laughs> make a game. It's all it takes. Make a game where you can just fart a lot, and then it makes your wife love yeah. you. But <laughs> again, going back to the coalition, they did go and like they just grabbed a studio that was working on something else, and like, hey guys, want to make this new? You know, want to make the new Gears game? They might go out there and find somebody to do the same thing. Well, what they, they do with uh, this stuff paper. sometimes is they they'll have a, they'll reach out to studios and ask them to spend a month or two putting together a pitch, yeah. and if that works, then. They give them all the money in the world or whatever they need, and then four years later, cancel it or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Or not. Or not. Who knows? Fingers crossed. All right, moving on to Mass Effect Andromeda. This is Pat. He says, I have a question for the panel. I'm a huge Bioware fan. I've waited for years for any scrap or morsel of Mass Effect Andromeda news I can find instead. The only news out of Bioware about the game these days happens to be people leaving the project. Uh... 
I can't help but wonder how many talented departures from one project should a fan take before they get worried about the game itself? Or am I just so anxious for the game I'm getting paranoid? Uh, it's never paranoid to worry about brain drain. I mean, uh, yeah, sure, you're looking at like, oh, people I care about, there, uh, they've stepped out, and yeah, that makes you nervous. But yeah. uh, it's not necessarily reason for panic, but yeah, of course concern's appropriate. Yeah, yeah I think concern's the perfect way to put yeah. it. That's, that's so, kind of where I've been about uh, Uncharted 4 and, yeah. And, yeah. And, and Naughty Dog in general. Uh, like, there's no reason to, to believe that this game won't be phenomenal, but there's just been a, just, just enough, like a couple delays, a couple uh, major people leaving, where I'm just kind of like, huh, I wonder yeah. if, if something is a Announced a, a at E3 last summer, virtually nothing revealed since then. Yes. Yeah. Delayed from this year into next year, three key people leave. Yep. They even, yeah, but they even announced EA's, I don't know if it's like deliberate or if they're just trying to get out ahead of leaks, but even before Andromeda was announced, like three years before that, Bioware is like, yeah, we're starting to plan the next, the next Mass Effect. Yep. Like they were really open and upfront that mm -hmm. like they're going to do more in that world. And it's one of those things I, I like to think that the reason they did that is because they're like, why fool people? It's the, it's the biggest thing we do. Why would we even pretend like we're not making another sure. one? Let's just mm -hmm. admit it yeah. and we'll show it to you when it's ready. Yeah. Um, I, in regards to whether Pat you should be worried or not, uh, the short answer is kind of we don't know. Like all the departures might mean something. Like maybe the project's kind of in trouble, or people don't like the direction it's going, or maybe someone like that franchise has been around a decade. Maybe someone just didn't want to work on the fourth mm -hmm. one. They want to go work on well, something new. Yeah. Or like I don't know. Like we have people. It's just a big team, and just the sheer numbers. Like IGN's a big team, and I feel like people. I, I get comments about like it seems like people are leaving IGN all the time. I'm like I guess that's true, but like. They all still really love it here, and just like, I really wanted to go work at Riot, or I really wanted to go do this. Like, it never really means anything, you know? It's just like people come and go. It's um, a lot like a, like a, a, a baseball team or something yeah, like that, where sure. you look at it and you're like, okay, well, these guys won the championship last year, but then four people left, but then three more people brought on, and then two people left, yeah. and five people came on, blah, blah, blah. Totally. Well, um, so the lead writer left last month. Mm -hmm. And I guess that makes sense, because you, know, you would think the story would be done the, well in advance. The yeah. writing work was probably winding mm -hmm. down. But yeah. the director left in December. See, that so is more troubling. Like, yeah. yeah. When a director leaves a project, but he was there for he was there for a long time, yeah, right? He'd been so, at Bioware for a long time. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, just it's always a weird happens. scenario. I think yeah. I, I remember that video you were talking about, Justin. Where they was it at E three a couple years ago, where where EA was doing all this sort of behind the scenes stuff, and they were saying like, yeah, oh, so here's here's a bunch of computers yeah. facing the wrong way, where we're going to have people talk about Mass Effect, <laughs> yeah. but we have nothing really to show yeah. you, and like, um, yeah, I'm never crazy about that kind of stuff. I'd I kind of respect it. that. Like, I feel like uh, three four three, be like, yeah, we're working on the next Halo. We'll mm -hmm. show it to you in two years. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, I like. I feel like more it should be that way more often. Yeah. Like. Something we should consider is that sometimes departures do take place so a decision can get made. This isn't always why they're made or even usually why they're made, but sometimes there are two parties that have an irreconcilable perspective on a key decision that doesn't keep the game from being made, but somebody may decide to step aside and say, well, it's going to be that way, that's fine, but that's not my thing. Um, that's another thing. That doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to get a quality product. Mm -hmm. uh, but, I mean, all of us here work in creative collaborations. There are times that you figure out a way to work together on something. There are times like, wow, what a great idea. Yeah, let's implement that. And then there are times that you sit and go, nah, I probably don't need to fool with that anymore. I'll let them handle that and I'll go do something mm -hmm. else. Uh, EA is not going to be on the show floor at E3 this year, but they are having their own public-facing event that runs at the same time and they are having a press conference on that Sunday before E3. So I fully expect to uh, have the 
the full unveiling of Mass Effect Andromeda. They rented a small car in the E3 parking lot. Yep. And they're just yeah. going to let they're people show, just peek in there. They have a little monitor. Yeah, it's a little, a little, iPhone, a little iPhone. You can. Watch I'm hoping for a big top, elephants, giraffes. You want a circus outside of E3? Absolutely, three okay. rings. Yep. Absolutely, I, I'm totally down with that. Andromeda is probably my most anticipated game. Definitely yeah. a little concerning that the director leaves, you know, in the in the middle of the project. But you know, who knows what's going on in their life and why? You just can't you can't you can't guess why that's yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, but that Wild West aspect of it makes me so excited. So yeah. I can't wait to learn more. You mentioned oh my phone is ringing. I shouldn't I should not answer it at this time. I think you should. Jared, you mentioned uh, Big Top, and that took me on a tangent. What's the over-under on the new Pee Wee Herman movie coming to Netflix being any good? Oh! It's uh, a, is it a Christmas movie? It's going to be great. I don't think so. It's not holiday-themed, yeah. is it? No. Okay, because that, that's that's. I hope it's good. Concerning. So, if, Pee Wee's Big Adventure is good. Yeah. Yeah. Big Top Pee Wee's not very good. No, it's not, good. It's not very good. I, if Paul Rubens has some creative control, I think it's going to depend largely on the writing staff that they bring in and who's actually going to put that together. Um, I think the odds are better that it'll be good than worse. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. All right. I mean, Netflix has released a lot of crap, but every now and then... Uh, well, but, I mean, they released a lot of good stuff. Yeah, exactly. Currently watching uh, House of Cards Season oh, 4. It's great. Yeah. It's really, really good. It's, it's, back, it's, it's back to being good yeah. again, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Uh, all right, next email comes from Tim G. in Queens, New York. What's up? Uh, he says, a few of us at my job... Why didn't you say that for the other people? Because I didn't know where He's, he was from. Brian's from Queens. Right, the other guy was probably from somewhere other than New York. No. <laughs> he says, a few of us at my job got into a conversation about retro games, and we came up with a fun question I thought I would pass on to you guys. Which bad game did you devote the most time to? For me, it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the Ooh. NES. I hate this game so much, <sighs> but I must have game? put at least 100 hours into yeah. it, the first one. Yep. That's not a bad game. It's a bad game. Yeah. Almost 30 years later, and I still haven't beaten it. Oof. Oh, that game. Yeah, and so, the answer to Justin's question, yes, that's a bad game, and it has mostly to do with level design. So bad games, spent way too much time on. This one was only because it was a, a pack-in with the game, so like it's all I had to play, but Keith Courage and Alpha Zone oh! was the packing game with the yeah. TurboGrafx-16, yeah. and it's terrible. It's, it's just like it's a, bad game. a totally mediocre platformer. Yeah, it Where did have like, some really pretty color cycling and some nice big characters, but it is not fun to play. Mm -hmm. That's the game you Keith got Courage. with your TurboGrafx-16. Yeah. 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 Wow. All the things to showpiece that piece of equipment, why that game. I don't know. Uh, I mean, pr pretty much anything on the Game Gear was the same way. Or a lot of stuff on the Genesis was the same way. I mean, there's a lot of games we just played back then because they were really expensive, and you would save up and you'd buy something. Like, Echo the Dolphin yeah. is, a, is a bad game. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Ac yes, Echo the Dolphin is a terrible video game. It's yes, it's yeah. not it's not great. That yeah, first stage is good, and after that, just stop yeah. playing. Yeah, it's like when you're a kid, you can't just buy a new game whenever you want. Like, no. You right. get it for like Christmas. And yep. then you have, to, you have to, like, whatever you get for Christmas has to last you mm -hmm. for several months until your birthday or whatever. Unless so you're, you're like, that one rich kid on the block whose games you borrow if they let you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so you be friends with them so you can borrow their games. And I kind of don't even know where to start. They were all pretty much bad. What's the bad game that you particularly spent a lot of time uh, on? The Nagano Olympics on the Sega Genesis. Ooh, that is a bad game. You played that? I mean, I saw it was it was the classic thing that a dumb kid does where it was advertised on the back like the back of the manual of another game I had, and I'm like, yeah, that looks cool, and then I bought it, and I mm -hmm. couldn't even understand. Like, you start an event, yeah. it's like that, what's that surfing game we were playing the other day? TNC Surf Design. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like, terrible, you start terrible game. impossible yeah. game. It's, it's not yeah. even, impossible. it's literally not unplayable. Yeah, Like, yeah, you yeah. can't actually even control, it's just like a bad cartoon happening on your TV that you can't do. Yeah, you, you, need, you need to practice the game for months before yeah. you're any good that's at what, it. That's what this Olympics game was, you, was you'd start, I'd start yeah. like an event, like the downhill skiing, then you'd just go, oh, and just fall. Yep. Yeah, and I wouldn't know why. And oh, then, like that was the game. <laughs> like you couldn't control it. 
I uh, was actually playing that less than a month ago, uh, ripping soundtracks off of it for IGN. Um, yeah, what? Fun. I know, I was great ripping sound files off it. There's a bunch uh, of the 3D Sonic games. I was yeah. like, this is gonna be the one. What about nope. just every Sonic game? Yeah, I mean, okay, I'll say it. Yeah, you're right. I've never really liked any of the Sonic games. Yeah. I've tried and tried and tried. It just doesn't work for me. Two's Sonic. pretty good. CD's pretty good. Sonic CD's pretty good. But in that Bioware uh, one ain't bad. Any um, of the Monkey Ball games other than one oh. and two? I was gonna say you're on. You <laughs> oh, no, I, <laughs> no, Justin, I'm with you. Monkey yeah. Ball one and two are two of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. But then they they ported them to. Uh, they yeah, were the Wii on, one's bad. Yeah, on Wii. If you have a jump button, iPhone, you're in real trouble. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why is there a jump button in Monkey Ball? Because yeah. because Sega's full of idiots. Speaking of franchises that are dead, like what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Bring that back. Uh, for me, the. Uh, yeah. Like again, like pretty much most of the eight bit and sixteen bit games, like Back to the Future Part Two and Three, yes, was bad. But like, cause I'm just a dumb kid, like I don't know any better. But the one that like really stands out to me that I tr I tried to convince myself was good was like like Sewer Shark on the Sega CD, because my family spent all this money on a Sega CD. I got I was a little spoiled. I got a lot like all the video game stuff I asked for, and I just wanted to convince myself so bad that that console was worth the money and yep. like worth uh, you know the time. And I'm like, look at this game and look at this guy's face and like, man, that game is bad, bad, yep. bad. Yep. Three come to mind for me. Uh, Ultima three for the NES, which I bought. First That's first the first NES Ultima. Ultima 3 yeah. is a great video game, a true classic, except on NES, where they broke the game. It's just awful. It's, it's awful in so many ways. Uh, second is Golgo 13, which is a Oh, that game sucks. A terrible game that I love. I love Top Secret Episode. I think yeah. it's, it's, it's awful. The A and B buttons are switched. It's all these different modes. It's a shooter. It's, it's a side... Modes. Yeah, it's yeah, sniper yeah, mode, yeah. shooter, side-scroll. You have sex in it. You, you know, there's all kinds of crazy things that happen. But... Somehow, despite the fact that all the levels seem like they're like duct taped together and the game's always about to break, it's so thematically awesome that I mean, at the end of that game, you fight like an army of Hitler clones and blow up Hitler's brain, and it's, it's just like Bionic Commando. Yeah, a lot like a, a lot like Bionic Commando, um, but but a bad uh, <laughs> but a bad game. And I had it as a kid and loved it, um, even though it was awful. I knew it was awful then. Uh, a third one that I played for a long time for work and absolutely hated was Knack. I played 60 hours of Knack for, uh, for guide writing. Goodness yeah, and Knack is fun for a couple hours, and then it's just never fun again. Yeah. And uh, wow, that was... Yeah. I actually couldn't finish that game. It just stopped working. For oh, me. it yeah. just broke? It just <laughs> oh, broke. Weird. Okay, yeah. that's that's Very odd. bad. The weird thing about growing up playing bad games before we really knew what bad games were is that we never really had an idea that we were playing a bad game no. while we were playing a bad game. No, yeah. I was an idiot. Like, I definitely spent my memory. I don't know if this is actually true, like, mathematically, but my memory is that I played Back to the Future 2 and 3 way more than, like, Mario 3. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't Whoa. know why. The game's, like, awful, but, like, that's my enduring memory of the NES is, like, yeah. that and, like, Road Rash. Like nowadays, if you're playing a game, you're like, is this bad? You can turn on your computer and walk over or just reach your phone and be like, oh, yeah, this is bad. Mm -hmm. Thousands of people agree. Yeah. yeah. But back then, you had no idea. But then you also had those games that were good that your friends told you were bad. I had a friend that let me borrow River City Ransom and Bionic Commando forever because he thought they were awful. And that dude was just wrong. Yeah. That guy's an idiot. Uh, actually, he's a really smart dude. He just wasn't then. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> Sorry I called you an idiot, Ryan. So Shadowgate is one of my all-time favorite NES games. Mm. And then 10 years later, I learned that sh a new Shadowgate is coming to six Nintendo 64. Shadowgate oh. 64. Yes. And I was so excited, and I got it. And that game is awful, awful, awful. It's so bad. But it was like a Star Wars prequel scenario where I'm like playing it, I'm like... Yeah, this is this is cool. It's like playing more Shadowgate. I'm like wandering around the castle in 3D. Yep. Has have any of you been unfortunate enough to play this game? No, 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 no. no. I know it's reputation. Did you play the original? Yes. The original is like, oh, it's got all these really clever puzzles. You're always yep. encountering cool monsters mm -hmm. and stuff. And the Shadowgate 64 is just 
totally empty, almost void of any character <laughs> yeah. or any puzzle. You're just wandering around an empty castle and nothing is ever happening. Wow. So people are gonna love 3D. Yeah. Big open spaces. I played through the whole game because I thought I was a, I, just, I thought I had to because I was such a Shadowgate super fan. Man, the music in that original Shadowgate on NES is really, rocking. really good. Yeah, great soundtrack. Uh, before we get to Video Game 20 questions this week, let's share what we're playing oh. at the moment. Well, goodness gracious, guys. I know, I'm, I knew you were going to give us an update on... <laughs> I am excited to give you an update on my Stardew Valley farm. Yeah. Uh, I believe last time I had finally gotten my chicken coop, or was just about to. Chicken coop is paying off in dividends. I'm getting <laughs> multiple uh, multiple eggs every day and turning them into mayonnaise now, which is very profitable. Well, what? Oh, okay. Yeah, you uh, you have these like crafting stations. You can turn the eggs into mayonnaise. But now the guys, the big development is I finally saved up enough money and resources to get a barn and some cows. So I have cows, and they're giving me milk, which I can uh, give to the honeys to up my relationship level with them. The honeys? The women. Oh, or is that men. what they call them? Because that's what rappers called women in the 90s. I mean, I'm just saying, like, the women around the town, I feel like I'm playing as a woman in the game, and I'd be down to marry a man, except for all the male uh, marriage options are really boring and generic. It's just a bunch of, like, just generic dudes, and all the women are, like, really interesting. So I think she's going to end up having a relationship with one of them instead. But I'm also turning it into cheese, which is very profitable. The women? Mm. Yeah. The women into cheese? Yeah. The milk the into cheese. Okay. <laughs> it's because this game took uh, a strange turn. Yeah. And now uh, I'm getting deeper and deeper in the mine, so I'm starting to get uh, more rare metals that'll mm -hmm. help me upgrade more things on my farm. Oh, guys. Stardew Valley. It's a good time to be alive. I am, I am, I'm in deep. Yeah. Is there, is there an end game? Uh, at the end of three years on the farm, uh, you get kind of a rating, um, and it's like, hey, how well you did. But then there's no, you can keep going and max out your relationship with everybody and just keep going and fishing and having fun. Nice. It's how about you, Jared? Strong game of the year candidate. Playing a, uh, uh, playing a game for review that I can't talk about yet. Playing a game for a guide that I can't Mac talk two. about yet. Mac and, two. Uh, Maxon. <laughs> um, oh, please let it never be so. Yep. Uh, and uh, playing, uh, playing Twilight Princess at home for fun, uh, mm -hmm. and really enjoying going back to that. Uh, a, a game still like, your favorite Zelda game? Yeah, at this point. Uh, I'll, I want to finish it up and see if I still feel that way, um, but I just got pulled right back in. Those dungeons, just so perfect and wonderful and wonderful and perfect. I have nothing mean to say about you liking Twilight Princess so much. Yay! Yeah. That's interesting. It's your favorite Zelda game. Yeah, it interesting. is. I, I, yeah. I, I just You don't hear that often. Um, or ever, <laughs> or ever. Yeah. No, there's a there's a lot there's a lot in there that's like my favorite uh, that Zelda's ever done. Great dungeons, yeah. the rest I, of it. I think people. I I feel like that that tutorial is so egregious and frustrating because you know you you really don't start the game until you're about two and a half three hours mm -hmm. into it, and that first three hours is a slog, and then it's forty seven hours of perfect design and utter bliss. So yep. I really wish they'd have cut the first three hours out of the game for. Uh, for the HD remake, I think it would have been... Yeah, I was bummed perfect. that, you know, there there wasn't more attention to, to all that stuff there, because I don't think we'll ever see this game get re-released again. Yeah. Maybe we won't for another 15 years. But but make it through, because the rest of it's so worth yeah. it. The, the dungeons are great. I, I love the overworld in that game. I, I feel like the overworld's absolutely wonderfully designed. Um, Brian, what are you playing? Uh, I just wrapped up Far Cry Primal. I put mm. about 30 hours in that game. Mm. I almost platinum it, which wow. is weird, because I haven't done that in did a while. Did you finish it, or are you just kind of done with it? I finished it. Mm. I finished the game and uh, did all the side stuff, and mm. I have, like... It was... Did you ever do, like... I don't know if you guys ever... If you still go for trophies or achievements or, or anything anymore. Yeah. I usually don't yeah. anymore, because I play so many different things. But I was going through a trophy list, and I was like, oh, I've gotten all of these except for, like, two or three in yeah. just natural might play, well. so I might as well just go off and, and finish <clears> it. So I jumped from that to... Uh, the Division, which are wow. 
two very different Ubisoft games, yeah. but uh, equally sort of fascinating and, and fun in, in, in very different ways. Um, Far Cry was a was like a lot more fun than I thought it would be, considering yeah. it's a it's in a lot of ways a very pared down version of the stuff they've done before. So if you beat it, don't you think it's weird that they send your caveman back to modern times at the end? Yeah, that mm-hmm. you wake up at the Animus at the yep. end. Man, yeah. it sucks. There's there's that cinematic universe. Uh, the uh, there's the, the Flintstones car is buried in a lake in that game. That's yeah. pretty fun. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I I was really surprised at. at uh, I'm probably so I'm probably like 15 hours into yeah. it, and I haven't decided how much I like it. Right, like it's, I'm enjoying it enough to keep playing. It, it, when we when we get together in November and December and we talk about game of the year stuff, this won't be there. Mm-hmm. You know, it won't be on my list. Mm-hmm. But I'm so glad I played it. Like I think it's like it's a riskier game than I think people kind of think or that yeah. it's getting yes. credit. For. And it feels like the, there's nothing else that feels like that game. Yep. No, out there. No, it's it's uh it's it's really fun and it's really pretty and it's <clears throat> it's pretty savage. And I think it's just like I don't know. I think people need to play more sevens and eights. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like I know budgets are limited, but like with Redbox and stuff now, you can rent games. Like, go drop five bucks and play a game like this for a couple of days and bring it back. Like, steal it. Yeah, steal it. <laughs> borrow it from your friend. Uh, wait for a Steam sale. Whatever it is. Like, there's so many ways to play games nowadays that like yeah. don't. If you just limit yourself to just the the, the nines and tens, like you're missing out on a lot. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm still working my way through Far Cry Primal. I have the Division, which I want to start playing, but. The game of the moment that I cannot stop playing, that I'm totally obsessed with, is Broforce. Oh! Yeah. Which is this month's, one of this month's free PlayStation Plus games. So if you have a PS4, you have no excuse not to download, well, if you're a PlayStation Plus mm-hmm. subscriber, no excuse not to download this game. It's amazing. It's so, so good. It's been, it's been out for PC for a while, but now yeah. it's on PS4, so I'm finally playing it. So everyone, how familiar are you with it? I've, played I've, it I've been playing it. Uh, oh, you already played it. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, my only issue with it was, I think... I might have to wait for a patch or something like that because I'm noticing so, some slowdown the stuff. The farther I get into it, the longer load, uh, yes. the longer levels take to load. Yeah, and up to upwards like thirty seconds to a minute. And it's okay. a there were certain weird. characters too that brought the like frame rate to a crawl for me. And it's weird because I'm never, I'm never like really picky about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it comes to like my two D action platformy shoot 'em ups and shit like yeah. that. Yeah, uh, that's that's the kind of stuff that has to just run perfectly yeah. Yeah. for me. No, I get that. Yeah. I think they'll patch it. But yeah. yeah. No, it's my favorite game I've played since Metal Gear Solid Five. Mm. Wow, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, yeah, I gotta, it's, I gotta put more time into it. It's so good. So it's like it's you know a two D uh, action platformer, but it's not all run and gun. There's like stealth elements to mm-hmm. it. There's environment environmental destruction. So like as you're blowing stuff up, you're changing the path that you can take through the mm-hmm. level, or maybe a, a boulder. You're you're like setting a boulder loose that can fall on your head, kill yep. you, kill enemies. And I love the conceit that as you so you start every, at each level with just one life. And you earn more lives by rescuing POWs. Mm-hmm. But every time you rescue a POW, it switch, It randomly switches you out with one of your 80s action heroes. It could yeah. be Bronan the Brobarian. It mm-hmm. could be Robocop. It could be Rambro. But each one has a different uh, weapon, a different yeah. like mm-hmm. w- uh, you know means of uh, of making your way through the level, and it's randomized. So it's like. It's always switching up how you have to play the game. It kind of reminds so me of Magic Sword in a really weird way. If like wow, Magic Sword right. and Metal Slug had a baby, it would be Broforce. Interesting. Oh, I'm playing a lot of Metal Slug Attacked on the App Store. That's yeah. Oh. That's, a That's Metal the Slug. Metal Slug Tower Defense? It's sort of tower defense. I don't know how you describe it. Uh, like sort of base defense. They're sending out units at you, and you send out units at them, and then they mash together and fight. So sort of a strategy, tactics, cooldown management. This game. is on, on Mobile, iPhone? Yeah. You recommend oh, nice. it? I do. Uh, it's got some free-to-play shenanigans, but you can you don't need to worry too much about that. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. Cool. cool. All right, now is the time on Gamescoop when we play video game twenty questions. This is when you, the viewers and listeners, 
Send me a suggestion, and uh, my panelists have 20 yes or no questions with which to guess this mystery game. This week it comes from Richard Jones Jr. RJJ, as yeah. they say. RJJ. Wow. Nice, nice job, Sean, pulling that up. Is, uh, it, is it Bioshock? <laughs> <laughs> Shall we begin? All Would right. you like to play a game? Yeah. Uh, does your character wear a hat? Wow, things have gotten weird in 20 <laughs> yeah, questions. Yeah, you haven't been here in a little while. <laughs> it is totally unclear who or what your character is. Okay, there we go. Um, your character is abstract. Was this game released after January 1st, 2000? No. All right. Uh, I'm trying to narrow the decade down, maybe? Or? Was this a console game? Yes. Is this a game where uh, you manip manipulate blocks of some kind? No. Uh, was this game released after What's January 1st, 1990? No. It's old. Okay. Five questions. Um, is this a puzzle game? Yes. Okay. Was this but no manipulating a, blocks. <laughs> all right, a pre-1990 puzzle game where it's unclear what you are and you're not manipulating blocks. No, um, but it's not, that means it's not like Tetris. I was thinking Tetris. Yeah, so I was yeah. thinking Tetris too for some reason. Okay. I mean, also Tetris, also not Tetris. That is an too. example of where you are an abstract. Yeah. yeah. Uh, There's a lot of puzzle games. But now I'm really thrown off by it being a puzzle game where you don't manipulate blocks. It's a console game prior to 1990. Kicks. So uh, it could be Kicks, absolutely. Uh, is that with the Q? Yeah, because yeah, okay. Kicks was released on consoles and arcade. How would you? How do we narrow it? Okay, is the game played on a single screen? Or wait, I'll, yeah, does the game scroll? Yes, the game scrolls, so it's not Kicks because Kicks right. doesn't scroll. And um, any of those other single screen, top down, puzzly yeah, things. Okay, so it doesn't like it's a console game. Uh, was drill, this released we... on the NES? Yes. Okay, okay. There we go. I was just going to ask that. And uh, an, an sorry, NES puzzle game that scrolls? Uh, an any a scrolling NES puzzle game? Yep. We could talk about publisher. We could talk about yeah. Or developer, we could ask about. Uh, was this published by Nintendo? Yes. Oh, okay, we'll figure this out. Yoshi's Cookie? Yoshi's Cookie, yeah, Yoshi's Cookie, Wario's Woods. I was going to say Wario's Woods. Um, but those Alley, were both Alleyway. released after 1990, I think. Oh, yeah, they were late in the yeah. good call. Yeah. Uh, I believe. Alleyway? It could be Yoshi. Uh, I don't know Yoshi Alleyway. might have been it's like Arkanoid. No, yeah, it's oh. 91. Oh, which one? What'd you say? I said Alleyway or Arkanoid, but I don't know if that's uh, Alleyway's on the Game Boy. Um, and this is NES. Alleyway never came to the NES. Okay, didn't they have some sort of breakout game? Uh, in the NES? Well, there was game, Did this game star or feature a Nintendo mascot? No. Okay, so it's a Nintendo... Ten questions. Because Mario was actually in the ship in Alleyway, and he right. wears a hat. But again, that's yeah. on Game Boy. Okay, so you but know... still... It's an NES platformer it's an that NES scrolls... Platformer? Puzzle game. No, sorry, an NES puzzle game that scrolls... Where you are abstract. It's made by Nintendo. Made no by hats. Nintendo. Goodness. Um, hold on, now i just got to think through these. This seems like it should be super obvious. I know. Yeah. Uh, well, it probably is super obvious. We're just not thinking clearly. Yeah. It's in obvious what you are. It's uh, not built around a franchise character. You're a Can I ask one? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Is this, was this part of the Black Box series? Like, is that just, what is the Black Box series? There's like 20 games or something. It's like the earliest? The launch yeah. titles, yeah. Yes. Oh, it's one of the Black Box games. Uh, let's see, there's, okay, now we can just make this. There's sports games, there's Wrecking Crew, there's nice. Kung Fu, there's Super Mario Brothers, there's Ice Climber, Gyromite, Stack Up. Wait a minute, Stack Up? Could it be Stack Up? Um, do you play this game with the assistance of a robotic buddy? Yes. Uh, okay, uh, there we go. Uh, but is it, because there's more than one. It could be Gyromite or Stack Up. Uh, but Gyromite, you see the professor, right? Oh, yeah. Do you stack things up in this game? No. 
<laughs> Do you gyromite things in this game? Yes. <laughs> well, I guess so, yeah. You are not the professor in gyromite. Oh, that's right. You're just helping the professor. You are that's helping right. the professor that's right. get through the levels. That's correct. Is you it, don't actually control him directly. Yeah, is, it is gyromite. It is gyromite. Okay, there we yes. go. Yay! Nice question Nicely with the black done, box. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 1985 puzzle game. It is. Uh, it has both single and multiplayer modes. In case mm -hmm. you're going to ask that. But yeah, that game scrolls, mm -hmm. and you're just someone that's helping the professor. That's so right. scrolling would have, well did completely trip me up. Yeah. I would have never got to Jeremite. Really? So. Yeah. I mean, I just don't picture it as being that kind of game. Is that great soundtrack? That that a great loop of music that runs over Jeremite. Yeah. I think it's I mean, like Tanaka, right? Probably. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. But I loved I, so I, I had that game, and uh, you didn't need to use Rob the Robot to play it. You could just use a controller. Rob didn't like, do anything. Yeah. Like, ah! <laughs> Rob so was a Trojan never, horse to get your parents to buy video games. So yeah. or to get, actually, to get toy stores to buy video games. I never games. owned yeah. a Rob the Robot. I just didn't, you know, I had an NES without one. And so I always saw these pictures of Rob the Robot, and I'm like, oh, he's this dope robot Nintendo made. But like, then I actually saw one here at iGen for the very first time in my life. Sam hooked him up one day. I'm like, this thing sucks. And yeah. I know it has a reputation. It's loud, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's loud. It's, it's loud. really loud. And that's the thing with, like, anytime you see an <laughs> infomercial for, like, any weird product where, like, look at this. Like, a Roomba is yeah. loud as hell. Yeah. Like, anything that, like, you can't hear the noise that it's making, it's probably loud as hell. Oh, I'm sure all of us here know this, but for the, for the viewers that weren't there for it, I mean, there was a time where video games were considered so dead by American toy stores and marketers that nobody that had money at, on the business end would touch them. Yeah. And Rob was a Trojan horse. It's like, it's not a video game, it's an entertainment system. See, yeah. there's a robot. Just to get toy stores to buy this so that they could then sell it to you. That's how like toxic video games were to invest Yeah, that's why it was, it was called Family Computer in Japan. And right. in America, yeah. they're like, we're not yeah. touching that. Right, yeah. And, and, yeah. In Japan, they, they didn't have the same problem. They were yeah. booming at that point. Well, they changed the, the design of it to look more like a VCR, like yeah. a piece of consumer electronics as well. Maybe not so. VCR at that time, but... Uh, you no, know. it was a VCR. That was exactly what it was molded after. Yeah. yeah. I think we when we set up the NES, we used Rob the Robot once. Yeah. And then it got shoved in a drawer, and it's probably still in there to this day. Apparently, those uh, stack up and Jeremiah pieces are worth you. a lot of money. <laughs> really? Yeah, if you have like a complete set of like Rob pieces and box and stuff to go with those games, because people lost the little plastic pieces. Yep. If you have them all, they're apparently fairly, fairly uh, for little plastic value. discs. Yeah, can you just three D print them at this? Well, point? you can now, but you yeah, couldn't. People are. Idiots. <laughs> yeah, I like how you paused there. <laughs> it's history. It's living. I know history. you were going on living that one. history. Uh, all right. Next week is uh, the Game Developers Conference, GDC, here in San Francisco. That's an industry-facing show, where there is usually some news coming out coming out of that. Usually, like tech-related or hardware news. Perhaps most importantly, Sony is having a PlayStation VR event yep. next week. We uh, we're just a few weeks away from the release of Oculus Rift. We know the price of that and the HTC Vive. I think it might be time for us to finally learn the price and release date of PlayStation VR. So stay tuned for that news coming next week. VR scoop. Yeah, VR scoop. Uh, but that is all the scoops we have for you this week. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Jared. Thank you, Brian. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.